Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, Pastor, this is episode 95 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. That You know what that means? June, that means we are almost there. June the 8th is going to be our 100th episode. June the 8th. June the 8th. So That's coming up quick. Yeah, I know. So Your I, wife got I, the cake I, ready? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. We, we need to talk about the special stuff we're going to do on that day. We're going to do a video, right? We're going we're gonna to go live on Facebook. Live on Facebook. Okay, that's number one. And are we going to record, too, so they can have it later? We will have our normal podcast (laughs) release through iTunes or Anchor or Spotify or whatever you listen through. It'll be there. And we're going to have a birthday cake or a a 100th episode cake cake that your wife is cooking. That's right. We ought to bring some. some, You know what we ought to do? We ought to have have an audience that day. A live audience. Wouldn't that be cool? Me and you and Scott, and that'll probably be it. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Uh, I, was I mean, thinking it's hard. A little, a little record, you know, Tuesday mornings, it's hard to get uh, here. I know, but anyway. So uh, anyway, I just want to encourage everybody, as always, as you listen to the podcast today, just take a minute or two, invite someone to come uh, listen to us. You can post it on our link on Facebook, Twitter. You can even text them with the link. And uh, it really, Pastor, you know, it's up to our people to kind of stretch out our reach yeah. beyond immediate yeah. church family. And people it, listen. People actually listen. Yeah, fact, that's I, amazing I that, hear, that they are. So About every week, somebody says, comes up and says, hey, I listened to your podcast for the first time this week. It wasn't too bad. I'm like, well, <laughs> wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. I'm glad. I'm glad I, I we're, like that. we're all right. I like we're, that. We're making some progress. So, well, yeah. You know, so the, whole, the, whole, the whole goal is that we would just make this this time just a way that people could understand biblical yeah, principles, we help apply people. them to their life. We want to help people to apply some scripture, to think about scripture rightly, and to live it out. Amen. That's what we're about. Well, we're going to do something that that is, is probably one of my most favorite things to do, and that is to talk about the first five books, uh, first uh, six chapters, excuse me, of the Bible, and uh, we're going to talk about Noah today. And as we found out over these last uh, weeks in church, that uh, not everything in the Bible is easy to understand. Mm. Some things that we're never going to understand this side of eternity. So um, it, it seems that as we study this first part of Genesis, there's lots of questions. Truth is, and we've admitted this, we don't have all the answers. We don't. Yeah. We don't. Uh, but we do believe what the Bible does say is truth. Yeah. So as we come to this account of Noah, uh, it would be a good thing to respond to those who have told us that this is just an ancient myth. There's no basis in reality, those kind of things. Um, and I and I say to that, well, if we mean that myth is what Webster's defines it as, a traditional story, especially one concerning the early history of a people or explaining some natural or social phenomenon, you know, uh, with supernatural events in it, then I'm with J.R. Tolkien, who told C.S. Lewis when C.S. Lewis was questioning whether uh, Christianity was real. He said, it may well be a myth, but this is the myth that happens to be true. That was a smart man quote right there. It, you did a good job pulling that one out. I watched, a, I watched a, what do you call those things? A documentary? A documentary, yeah. And he actually, I wrote that down in my Bible. I thought that was good. Have <laughs> you ever read much Tolkien or C.S. Lewis? I've read them all, yeah. Have you read them all? Uh, as far as I know. I mean, I've yeah. tried to read. C.S. Lewis is a little more. I read Tolkien way before I read C.S. Lewis. Yeah, those are interesting guys to read. Mm -hmm. I haven't read as much Tolkien. I've read a good bit of C.S. Lewis. His Space Trilogy, that's a fun read. (laughs) 
It's a weird read. It's a weird read. It's about the weirdest thing I've ever read in my very life. Very weird, but it is fun. So if you're looking for somewhere to start with C.S. Lewis, actually, that's what I'd recommend because they're, they're, the books are really short. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fiction story. So Out of the hideous planet. It's wild, man. That, like, but there's some pretty interesting, you know, like C.S. Lewis does, comparisons to the Christian mm-hmm. faith. I mean, it's pretty interesting. Anyway, that's here nor there for another day. But but yeah, so we're, we're diving back into Genesis this uh, on this episode because we've been walking through Genesis as a faith family on Sunday mornings. We've tried mm. in the messages and in Life Connection groups that are kind of following up and talking about this in their small groups. We're, we're trying to hit everything, but it's just so extensive. It's on a Sunday morning. I mean, you think about Genesis, Trey, and just wow. all the details of the text. It's impossible to uh, I mean, I, I guess it is possible to talk about every detail, but it would just take a very, very long time. It'd be a million messages, and you know, we gotta all, get, we, we gotta, gotta get through. We gotta, so, yeah, we gotta make. So some what I've been trying headway. to do, what I've been trying to do, is just give the story, mm-hmm. you know, that's there, and 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 show the main point and make some application instead of getting bogged down in all the details. So we've been trying to use the podcast mm-hmm. as a way to get into some more of the details of what's taking place in Genesis. Just think through the science and the history and the difficult passages and all that kind of stuff. And so we've come to this story. We, we, we've spent two weeks talking about now uh, the story of Noah, mm-hmm. and this Sunday we're going to finish the story of Noah. So we're, we've done two messages. We'll do one more, and then we'll move to the Tower of Babel, which this Sunday is going to be pretty interesting, Trey. It's Mother's Day. Yeah, and, and uh, it's going to be an interesting and we've passage. we've got an interesting passage You Mother's told me Day. a little bit about yeah. it. So Noah drunk and naked. <laughs> Mother's happy Mother's Day, Day. Sir, the happy, Mother's, happy Day. Mother's Day to all the moms. Yeah, it's a wild story. But, you know, I mean, I, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought about skipping it. I thought about just going straight to Tower of Babel and just kind of summarizing that, you know, this happened, it was mm-hmm. bad, but now it's mm-hmm. Tower of Babel. But I got thinking, I, mean, I bet you most of our people have never heard a full message on Noah getting drunk and naked. I'm sure they haven't because they usually they skip that. Yeah, my, gran- my granddad skipped that when we used to read through the Bible together. Don't blame him. Probably he would idea. skip that section. Yeah, good so. idea. Well, it's, it's a fascinating story, and, and it's there for our benefit. There's And I've, as I've been studying it this week, man, it's really rich. There's some really rich truth there. It's just mm-hmm. a weird story, you know? Mm-hmm. And you think about these weird stories, and you think about, you know, just— Lots of stuff happening in these these first chapters of Genesis, and 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 um, so Trey, if you, if you think about it, what you know, you've studied the Bible for a long time. In fact, you just read through the entire Bible in ninety days, and so you're, you're a pretty good Bible student. But as you've been, you know, listening to the messages and engaging in the text mm-hmm. with us, what are some things that you've maybe learned that you haven't thought about in a long time? Well, I mean, some things I've learned that I haven't even thought about. I have just really, for the first time, and and it's a huge thanks to you. You are so, uh, when you preach, you're so um, committed to the gospel. Mm. And so tying some of this into the gospel always just floors me. I go, Mm. whoa, I just never saw that before. Um, And then the other thing is how much I have read into the stories that really isn't there. It's just things you've heard. Uh, movies you've watched, yeah. you know, all these things are starting to come in, and and you say things like, "That's not really in the text," and I go, "Oh yes, no, it's not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, we've we've read things into them yeah. that aren't aren't there. So yeah, you find uh, things, those two things yeah, have been yeah, the big yeah. ones. So you think about what's there and then what's not there, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about over the years, you know, we've heard these stories a million times, and you know, you hear from a Sunday school teacher over and over again, and she starts to embellish a little bit. And, you know, even a preacher like me, I have a tendency to, Mm. you know, really try to bring out the narrative. And I say, you know, it might not happen this way in the text, but, you know, I kind of think this, you hear all these different takes on it. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to get back into the text and yeah. see what's actually there. I think it's good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been it's been moving and powerful, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's good. It's good for us to walk through a book like this. And even with all the, you know, difficulties of the book, it's, it's good to walk through mm-hmm. and, and and talk through it. But what we want to talk about for a few minutes this morning is, <clears throat> did this happen? Yeah, yeah. 
because you at the beginning of the episode you start talking about myth, mm-hmm. right? And so you know, many many people believe that what we're reading about in Genesis is myth. Mm-hmm. It's just a story that just a made up story. Somebody somewhere, not even Moses. I mean, you, if you were to go to seminary yeah. and sit through a introduction to Old Testament class, okay, all did. kinds of theories about <laughs> oh, where yeah. this stuff came from. I mean, we believe that Moses wrote this book as mm-hmm. a historical account, but you know, not everybody believes that. Mm-hmm. There are lots that believe that this book was written a lot later uh, in Israel's history, and it was written by a group of people and all these other kind of weird theories. Mm-hmm. So, so the question is: Is can we trust it? Mm-hmm. Is this did this really happen, or did did it not? Because you think about it, Trey. I mean, it's it's odd. You you think about you know. If you're someone who has had no exposure to the Bible, you mm-hmm. grew up, you didn't go to a, a church, you, you weren't brought up in a Christian family, and you just, you just don't have much exposure, and then somebody starts telling you, oh, yeah, there was this worldwide flood, and the, this guy, he had built this big boat, and you know he put all the animals on it, and they floated around for a year or so, and mm-hmm. then... That, that doesn't sound real. <laughs> it just sounds like a made-up kid's story. It sounds story. like a made-up kid's story. You know, let's just put real. it on uh, one of the kids' it books. It sounds like and, a movie. It sounds like it yeah. doesn't sound real. And yeah. so you think about it. I mean, first couple of chapters of Genesis, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, two people living in a garden, and there's a snake that talks, and mm-hmm. there are two trees, one you can eat, one you can't. I mean, that 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 doesn't sound real, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, the Tower of Babel, we're going to get to, you know, in the next couple of weeks, <clears throat> it doesn't sound real. Mm-hmm. You know, all the people coming together, build, build a table, build a tower, and then God scatters them, and then there's different languages. Oh, come on, really? I know it just uh, so these things don't sound real, mm-hmm. and so we as Christians, you know, as as people who believe the Bible and believe that it is real, we have to be able to articulate Amen. why we believe it's real and 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 have faith that it is. And so, so you know, that's kind of what we talk about today. Can can we? believe the story of Noah. But even the bigger question is, can we believe the Bible itself? Mm-hmm. And, and not only the story of Noah, but the story of Adam and Eve, and the story of the Tower of Babel, the story of Abraham, and all these other, the story of the Exodus. Can we believe mm-hmm. all of these great stories in the Bible that we read about? You know, I, I found it interesting. When I was in seminary, one of my professors, you know, was just really down on the first 11 chapters of Genesis. And I'm immediately thinking, well, what about, you know, Exodus? And what about yeah. the axe head floating? And what about, right? you know, there's right. so many miracles uh, that we it's not just the first 11 chapters yeah. of Genesis. Yeah, I told you this before, Trey. I went to a pretty liberal university. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Christian university, but it was a liberal Christian university. And and I was shocked because I did grow up in church. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I took an Old Testament introduction class in college. And uh, the, the professor, I remember her very vividly telling us, these things did not happen. Wow. Mm. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And so all of a sudden, I mean, I had a, like, really, in a moment, kind of a crisis of faith because yeah. I had this... PhD, doctor, so-and-so, I mean, she went to school a long time, so she must have known something. Mm -hmm. But my preacher back home told me these things did happen, so which one was it? You know, so uh, we are in the minority, uh, honestly, as followers of Jesus, when we say uh, we believe this happened. Mm -hmm. Most people don't believe this stuff happened, Mm -hmm. but we do. And I think we have good reason to believe that these things happen. So let's let's let's, dive in. Yeah, let's talk about those five reasons. The first is this. God is trustworthy. Yeah, so why should you believe the story of Noah and these other great stories of the Bible? Well, because we have this conviction that God is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. He is. He is. Yeah, over and over again, yeah. he proved himself true. So what um, Paul says to Timothy over in 1 Timothy chapter 3 is that the Bible, the Word of God, is God-breathed. Mm-hmm. It is inspired by him. And so what we believe about God is God is more than capable of telling us the truth. Mm-hmm. 
We can trust him. Exactly. And so you think about um, just just the way the Bible, you know, is, is laid out, and you have these 66 books. When you read through the Bible, um, let, let's just think about big picture. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of unity. Right. Oh, definitely. I mean, you think about the, the number of, of people, men, who wrote this book over the course of 1,500 years, and, and you know, different authors living in different times, and um, but how they all tell this same story Mm -hmm. ultimately the story of god's redemption there's this connectedness in the bible that that when you start to read it you just can't miss that it's there and so that in and of itself is 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 supernatural Mm -hmm. it's god doing and then you think about the individual stories you know um we even looked at it uh well i'm gonna get ahead of myself but we looked at it this past week about how how detailed they are Mm -hmm. i mean and so these guys write as if it really happened. Mm-hmm. And so, so all I'm saying is, is God is trustworthy. We, we, if we believe that God is true and that, that he is right and, and, and trustworthy, then he is more than capable of giving us a Bible that we can trust. And if you think about it, Amen. most Christians, I mean, all Christians, if you're a Christian, you have to believe this. If you're a Christian, you believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's start there. Let's let that be the starting point. That's a pretty big miracle. And that's a pretty big leap for someone to believe. Right. But if you're a follower of Jesus, you believe that. Yeah, you have you to or you're not a You can't be a Christian and not believe that. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, to be a follower of Jesus, you must believe mm-hmm. that Christ rose from the dead. Exactly. Okay, so let's just start there. That's a miracle. All right? So if, if Christ rose from the dead and you can believe that, well, then you can believe the other stuff too, right? <laughs> I mean, pretty simple. if he rose from the dead, then you can believe, yeah, certainly then it happened. It's a weird story, but Jonah... Lived in the belly of a fish for a few days. Yeah. That's weird, but man, if Christ rose from the dead, that's pretty miraculous too. So that, that that can happen too, and and you know this story of a flood. Well, if Christ rose from the dead, then I, that can happen too. If, if we start with the resurrection, say, okay, I believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, then 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 you can begin to say, okay, all these other miracles. If Christ can rise from the dead, then these other things can happen too. And ultimately, if I believe there is a God who is trustworthy. I can believe that he is not going to lie to me in his Bible, in his word. He's going to uh, inspire these men who wrote the Bible to deliver to us truth, things that are accurate. And so, you know, part of this believing these stories starts with a conviction about God, that we believe that God is trustworthy, that he is more than capable Mm -hmm. of revealing himself to us in the pages of Scripture in a way that is true and in a way uh, that... that, um, it gives us these events as they happened. God's and, trustworthy. Amen. You know, we we had discussions over and over again. The old Baptist faith and message talked about it in all areas of reality. Yeah. And our point was, this is because we were pre-2000 in mm-hmm. seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, our point was is that faith is reality, number one. Number two, if we can't trust God for the things that are measurable yeah. and, and we can touch and taste and see, yeah. and we can't believe that he can overcome those things yeah. in a supernatural way, then you know all those things are reality, every yeah. one of them. Yeah. 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 And so you know, for a professor to say, well, reality means faith only. No, it's, it's, it's so much more. If I can't believe him for these things that are touchable, then how much can I believe that's spiritual that yeah, is yeah, on a level yeah. that I can't understand. Yeah. Certainly God is able is to able. communicate those things to us Absolutely. on both sides. He is able. He is able. So he's trustworthy. Number two, Genesis is written as a historical narrative. Okay. So so God is trustworthy. We 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 kind of lay that down as a foundational conviction that because God is trustworthy, we can believe his word that mm-hmm. these things happen because God is not going to lie to us. That's right. And so then, you know, the just the the ins and outs, the pragmatics, if you will, 
when you read through the book of Genesis, it is written as if it happened. Mm -hmm. It is historical narrative. What I mean by that, it's narrative, it's story, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's, when, when we talked about this before, it's not a history of everything. Of course not. Of course not. Genesis focuses in on Adam and Eve. Then mm -hmm. it focuses in on you know Noah. It focuses in on Abraham. It's selective in its history, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and and it's not like you pick up a history book and read a history book and this happened and this happened and this happened. It's, it it tells you through the stories. There's emotions involved. There's drama involved. It is it is historical narrative. Mm -hmm. It's a story. It's a historical story in the sense that that it's telling us what happened in a very selective way because there's there's something bigger going on here than just giving us a history lesson. Yeah, this is, there's purpose in there's this, purpose this narrative. In this. Yeah. This, this narrative is telling us the history mm -hmm. of God's redemptive plan among his people. Mm -hmm. That That's the ultimate goal of Genesis and the Bible, is to tell us a story of salvation, how we can find um, a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so it is, but it, it, it is historical. It's historical narrative. And so uh, what we talked about Sunday morning, just very briefly, is that when you read through the account of the flood, when Moses wrote this account, right? Uh, he gave us a lot of detail. Yeah, he did. Amazing detail. And when you read through Genesis or when you read through the Bible, there's historic detail there. And the in the story of the flood, I mean, you get down to specific numbers, mm -hmm. right? He tells us the the year and the month and the day that it happened. I mean, that's to me that's pretty significant. Yep. Right? Obviously it had been passed on to him to know that. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. But but you know, this was this was such a big deal that he can yeah. he could say, I, I can tell you when it happened, mm -hmm. right? I'm not making this up. It happened in this year, in this month, on this day. Mm -hmm. And so that's the kind of detail you read about. I mean, you get into some of the numbers and and again that's another conversation for another day, but you know, he, he gives us, for example, not only the 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 year and the day and the the month and the day that happened, but he also tells us, okay, it rained 40 days and 40 nights. I mean, God told Noah it was going to happen that way. And then also, man, after it rained for 150 days, he was on the ark, you know, mm -hmm. and before the waters began to subside. And so he gives us that kind of details. He gives us a, the, a time frame. And so, so, so all these things are, are written mm -hmm. as history, right? Like, I'm yeah. going to tell you exactly. I'm gonna, you think about even with just the, the ark itself. I mean, mm -hmm. Moses gives us the details of how it was constructed, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, the type of wood it was used, uh, the measurements, um, you know. So there's precise detail that that when you're reading it helps you understand, okay, man, this this there's some detail here that should tell me that this is historical, that he's writing this because it happened. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and also, you know, even even where the ark ended up, you know, yeah. it ends up yeah. ends up yeah. on the mountains of Ararat. I mean, yeah. he could have just said and it landed. It just, but I mean, he specifically says this is where it ended up. You know, yeah. after it was over. So, you know, there's just all that detail that's going on that just makes such a difference. Absolutely. So yeah. So it's God is trustworthy. You should believe the the stories of the Bible because God is trustworthy, mm -hmm. and because it's written his historical narrative, especially you think about Noah and the flood. What's what we got next? Number three. Ancient literature supports a universal flood. Okay, now this is interesting. So you're going to have to this hang with me. This is very interesting, yeah. And we're not going to get into a lot of detail here. You can kind of do some research on your own to check this stuff out. Um, the Bible is not the only uh, piece of ancient literature that talks about a flood. I was shocked when I found that out. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, some of us actually, have heard. Re- I actually read some of them, too. Yeah, so. yes, and it's, it's wild. So some of us are familiar with the Epic of Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. That is a story, an ancient story, Babylonian story, about a, a flood. Mm-hmm. And, and you read through it. I mean, and what's different, and I've read parts of it, what's different between the account we have in the Bible and then the Epic of Gilgamesh is that it's clearly um, fiction. Mm. Just the way, you know, the, the gods are doing Start this, talking about and the there's gods a hero and over the, here, yeah. and then there's this happening. Mean, it's just, it's a crazy story. Mm-hmm. So you have that, but the, again, there's a boat, and there's there's some, some elements that are very similar uh, to the story you have in uh, Genesis mm-hmm. chapter 6 through 9, which is really fascinating. So just Google that one, Epic of Gilgamesh, and you can kind of read some of that story. And But just, as you read through it again, it's Just be ready really for fictitious. weird, because it is weird. It's really weird. Yeah. But but that's not the only one. And that one's, I mean, that, that story actually, mm-hmm. um, according to archaeology and how we date things, uh, um, the writing of it um, predates the writing of the book of Genesis, which mm-hmm. is which is fascinating um, in another conversation for another day. But, but that's not the only story of a universe, or the story of Noah and the Epic of Gil- Gilgamesh, those aren't the only stories in ancient literature of a, um, of a universal flood. Mm-hmm. I found it interesting uh, when I was doing a little research that there are over 200 different ancient stories about a flood. Gracious peace. That's wild. And wow. you can you can Google that and find, I mean, there's a there's a Chinese story. There's a, you know, there's a Hawaiian story about a flood. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, all these different cultures. I think even that our, our own Native Americans have a flood yeah, story. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. But so all these different cultures mm-hmm. have this, um, you know, flood story. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. And so the reason why that's significant is because of what that tells me and what that should tell you is something happened. Mm. I agree. Because you have all yep. these different cultures saying, okay, here's a story of a flood. Mm-hmm. And all the, I mean, and again, every story is a little bit different. And, 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 and we believe that the Bible gives us the actual story, what really happened. Uh, but, but these different cultures have their own flood stories because, well, years ago, thousands of years ago, there must have really been a flood that happened for all these different cultures to write stories about it, to have narratives about this thing. So, you know, these different stories over the years or back in ancient literature just, I think, point to rea- reality that something really did happen, that we can believe um, uh, that the flood happened because lots of cultures said, hey, it, it happened. And then we, then the Bible comes along from the God of all creation, his word. He says, okay, it, it happened, and here's here's what really went down. If anybody wanted to do some research themselves, is there a, maybe a passage, they, or excuse me, a place online they could go to that would help yeah, them a I mean, little bit. You can just go to like answers in Genesis.org. Um, you, you can go to the, the Ark Encounter website and they can give you some of those stories and, and, uh, or just Google it and some of those things yeah, will pop yeah. up for you, you yeah. know, but, um, you know, because the Ark Encounter, the big museum in Kentucky, um, that's kind of their specialty. So have you ever can, been to that? I have not. You've been, are you? Have not no, been? I'm not, but I want to go really bad. I want to go to and check it out. I mean, I, I think my son has been, he said it is like Universal Studios really? and that it, you're just all encaptured all. It's like, Disney type thing. I mean, you just feel well, like right you're a part now, of it. Right now, they're doing this year, um, I think because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, they're doing kids 10 and under for free. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. Yeah. This was a good time it's to go. It's a good time to go. I got two kids 10 and under, so I need to go do it before they start charging for kids. But they, yeah, it's in Kentucky. It's almost to Ohio, though, man. That's it, a long ride, man. It's like it's a 70, almost, seven hour drive. Actually, that's kind of middle boy for all my kids is right there. We all should meet there this summer. Yeah, that's what I hope we can do. That'd be so. really cool. So, yeah. anyway, so um, these flood myths I mean they're, they're there. Uh, and so, yeah. All yeah. right. Number four 
Jesus and the New Testament authors believe that the flood happened. Now, this is a big deal to me. Yeah, okay? this is what I've always said, but go ahead, yeah, brother. Yeah, if, if Jesus believed it happened, then I'm going to believe it happened too. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Right? I mean... That's tough to go against the yeah, word so of the Son of that's God. That's right, that's right. So, for example, you come uh, to the, the... Let me pull up my laptop real quick, but you come to the New Testament and you look at Matthew chapter 27. So, Matthew chapter 27, this is the Olivet Discourse where uh, Jesus is talking about... Uh, what's going to to happen? Matthew twenty four, I think. Am I in the wrong passage? Actually, yeah, I am. I don't know why I said twenty seven. It's actually Matthew twenty three. Three? Okay, sorry. No, I'm in the wrong place. No, you're you're right, Trey. It's twenty four. Oh, man, what's the deal? Okay, man. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Everybody, calm down. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay, Matthew brother. We're I had it written down, yeah, so that's how I knew. I, I had Matthew 24 written down. Yeah, you did. I just said Matthew 27. Okay. Yeah, I should know. Matthew 23 and 24 is all about this score. Okay. So anyway, anyway, uh, you have these verses in Matthew chapter 24, verse 37. Uh, For as were the days of Noah, mm. so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. So obviously Jesus is talking about the second coming. Mm-hmm. He's saying, man, when... I, before I get ready to return, it's going to be like the days of Noah. There's going to be a lot of sin. People are going to be doing what they want. Because you think about the days of Noah, uh, you know, even though Noah in those days was telling of this coming flood, mm-hmm. nobody believed him. No, not they at were all. just living life. Mm-hmm. And so that flood in the days of Noah, when it came, it was unexpected, an unexpected day of God's wrath. Right. And so Jesus is saying, you know, that's what's going to be like before I return. It's going to be unexpected. But all of a sudden, boom. I'm coming back, and the wrath of God is coming for all those who reject me. Mm-hmm. You know, but but he 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 compares it to the days of Noah, before the flood, when before Noah entered the ark. This is what it was like, and so when Jesus talks about, it, he's talking about like you remember that remember, remember that 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 yeah happened. remember that story yeah that, 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 that you happened. know that we know yeah. about yeah. that's gonna happen again. Let me give you the dates. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So when Jesus talks about it, he talks about it as if it actually happened. Yeah, and again, yeah. if Jesus believes it. Or believed it, then then I'm going to believe it too. Okay. And then you have you know other New Testament authors. Um, you think about the writer of Hebrews, mm-hmm. in Hebrews chapter eleven, that, that great Talked chapter about, about people Noah. of faith. He talks about Noah yeah. as someone of faith, so he believed that it happened. And then you have Peter. We looked at um, a little bit of Peter on Sunday morning. We talked about those passages in First Peter chapter three, and also in Second Peter chapter two, where where he talks about mm-hmm. Noah and the days of the flood. And he talks about Noah being a herald of righteousness. And so the New Testament authors, when they write about Noah, they say, yeah, there's, there was this made up story. It was a myth, and it was kind of interesting. And well, here's some lessons we can learn from it. No, they they write about Noah as if he was mm-hmm. an actual person, and mm-hmm. that and as if the flood actually happened. And so the New Testament writers. And our Lord believed that there was a flood mm-hmm. and believed that God rescued Noah and his family from the flood. So to throw out the first 11 chapters of Genesis as myth, we're throwing out not just the first 11 chapters. Yeah. We're throwing out the words of Christ. We're throwing out yeah. Uh, yeah. the epistles. Yeah. We're throwing out you know over and over again. Yeah, so we're it, saying it's that much Jesus, more yeah. than just, we're saying Jesus ah, said, we'll just chalk those off to uh, lost yeah. understanding. We're of what saying really Jesus happened. didn't know what he was talking about. We're saying Peter didn't know what he was talking about. They're just, uh, they were just all lying to us. Yeah. So, so Jesus and the new Testament authors believe. So let's go over them. God's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. He's written as a historical narrative, uh, the ancient literature that supports the universal yep. flood. Jesus and, and other new Testament authors believe the flood happened. And finally, and this is obviously the most important, the promise of God himself. Yeah. So we've talked about this. Hopefully if you've been listening to the messages, you've heard me talk about this several times now. Uh, that that uh, you know we can believe this because of the promise of God mm-hmm. that that 
that in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, that is the promise of a coming Messiah that God makes right, when Adam, right after Adam and Eve's sin. There's going to come one that crushes the head of the serpent. Mm. And so, so you think about it, right? Uh, what um, the author of Genesis, Moses, is doing, he's, he's tracing this lineage of Jesus right. uh, through, through his story. He's showing us the, uh, the godly line and Noah's a part of that. And so, so Noah's a part of this redemptive story that's going to ultimately lead us to Jesus himself. And so, so you know, I mean, this, this is intentional that mm. Noah is, or excuse me, that Moses is saying, hey, Noah, look, look where he fits mm-hmm. in the overall story. And, and you think back, there's an interesting scripture. Look at this, Trey. This is, this is in the chapter right before the flood story. In Genesis chapter um, 5, Noah had a dad. You knew that? He had to. He had to have yeah, a dad, right? He had to have a dad. So, so you, you read in Genesis chapter 5, verse 28, about Noah's dad. His name was Lamech. Uh, there's a couple of Lamechs in the first couple of chapters of Genesis. So this is a... This, this is the no, second one. Yeah, this is not... One's the bad one, and one's the good one. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you have <laughs> Genesis, one was a descendant of Cain, one yeah. a descendant of Seth. Uh, Genesis chapter 5, verse 28 says this, When Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son and called him Noah, saying, Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed... This one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. Interesting. Wow. And so Lamech, he has this uh, insight about his son and this prophetic word. So that I say Lamech yeah, the prophet. Yeah, Lamech the prophet. Yeah. Man, maybe, maybe this is the one, right? Mm-hmm. Lamech lived in a it's culture. Going to deliver us. Yeah, Lamech lived in a culture that was evil, that, you know, right there before the flood. And he says, well, maybe my child's the one mm-hmm. who's going to deliver us from this mess. And in a sense, I was going to say, it, it, in it, a it, sense, he, you know, a new start with Noah. As all as was a lot of prophecy, it's the now and the not yet. Right, you right. Know, so the now was the, he did deliver. He but, did, but not in the way that Jesus delivered. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so, you know, then Noah obviously points us to to um, to that. And then then you and you come to Luke chapter three, and what's interesting is you have the lineage of mm-hmm. Jesus. Right. So you have um, Matthew chapter one gives us the lineage of Jesus, and then. Uh, Luke chapter three gives us the lineage of Jesus as well, and and Matthew is more selective in his genealogy than Luke. But in Luke's gospel, when Luke gives us the genealogy of Jesus, you know who's there? Shem, which we're going to talk mm-hmm. about Shem um, this week. Uh, Noah, mm-hmm. Lamech, and on down the line. And so, so I mean, here you have it: the promise of God. God is going to fulfill His promise to redeem His people through His Son Jesus. And wouldn't you know it that when we get Luke's gospel, Luke wants us to know Noah's part of that line believe the story because Noah is a descendant mm-hmm. of Jesus. It came down to that one man. Yeah. Noah. Yeah. It was him. Yeah. Wild stuff, huh? Amen. Well, pastor, this has been great. Um, you know, like I said at the beginning, this is one of those things I just, I just never get enough of yeah, I, yeah. learning about how God uh, over the over the centuries has always had a plan Absolutely. and that uh, the plan was written out for us Absolutely. to take a part take part of and to experience. Yeah. Well, pastor, as we close today, why don't you uh, get us ready for what we have next week? Yep, I hope this has been helpful for you today. We just want you to know that you can believe God's word, that you can trust the God of the Bible. And so if this has helpful, been helpful for you, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That always helps us get the word out about this podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.